This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Wednesday, September 14th, 2011. I'm Caleb Brown. Some states have refused to create the so-called Obamacare exchanges required by the law, and a newly discovered glitch in the health care legislation may strengthen the argument for states' refusal to play ball. Michael Cannon, Director of Health Policy Studies at the Cato Institute, comments. The way the law works is, starting in 2014, the federal government imposes price controls on health insurance that are going to increase the cost of health insurance for young and healthy people. At the same time, the federal government's going to impose an individual mandate on nearly all Americans that effectively requires those young and healthy people to buy that health insurance at those inflated prices. One of the law's biggest cheerleaders is MIT economist Jonathan Gruber. He conducted a study of Wisconsin's individual market that estimated that 87% of that individual market would see premium increases of that, that average 41% as a result of those two provisions, the government price controls and the individual mandate. So the third thing that happens in 2014 under Obamacare is Congress makes available premium assistance to people to help them afford these very expensive premiums. Now, even after the premium assistance, 59% of the people in Wisconsin's individual market would see premium increases of 31% on average. But the premium assistance is there to help people afford the very expensive coverage that Congress is requiring them to purchase. All of this is supposed to happen in health insurance exchanges, whether created by the states if they choose to create one themselves or by the federal government if a state doesn't. Up until now, everyone had assumed that the law provided premium assistance in both state-run exchanges and federal exchanges. But legal scholars who've been reading the law closely have found, actually, the law doesn't do that. It only authorizes premium assistance in state-run exchanges. It does not offer premium assistance in federal exchanges. So what does this mean? Well, it has a number of really profound implications for the law. The first thing it means is that states can effectively deny the Obama administration the legal authority to dispense Obamacare's new entitlement spending. All they have to do is not create a health insurance exchange, and the administration has no congressional authority to spend money in the federal exchanges that it creates. Second, states can effectively force Congress to reopen this law and maybe even repeal significant portions of it. Those price controls and that individual mandate are going to be driving up premiums. They're going to be causing people a lot of pain. And Congress uh, and the people are not going to sit still for that. There's going to be an even greater cry for Congress to reopen and repeal this law. Now, the Obama administration has addressed this by having the IRS issue a proposed rule that actually says, yes, the federal government will offer premium assistance in both state, the state-run exchanges and the federal exchanges. Now, this is either a glaring oversight or a really appalling disregard for the rule of law. Remember, this premium assistance is part tax reduction, tax credits, and part spending. What they call refundable tax credits are just flat-out subsidies. So what the IRS's proposed rule means is, in effect, the IRS is asserting an extra legal authority to offer tax credits where Congress did not authorize them and to spend money where Congress did not authorize that money to be spent. There's been a debate among Obamacare opponents about how states should respond to Obamacare. Should they 
implement an exchange and try to lessen the damage, or should they just refuse to create an exchange? I think the discovery of this glitch shows that states have a much stronger hand if they want to force Congress to reopen, reevaluate, or even repeal this law. And the way they play that hand is by refusing to create an exchange. Michael Cannon is Director of Health Policy Studies at the Cato Institute. You can read more of his work at Cato.org.